we had a question last week and I failed to look it up for this week. Oh. It was the name of Mount Blatton's dog. Oh. Which it's hard enough to find the name of the Queen's dogs. <laughs> so you're laughing, but I'm very serious. Oh, I believe you. The Queen has had, I think, 31 corgis and corgi dachshund mixes. All of them descending from the corgi she received, I think it was her 15th birthday. And there's like 16 generations of corgis. Wow. It's kind of cuckoo pants. That is kind of cuckoo pants. I'm sure there's a list of all of their names, but I wasn't directly looking for that. I was looking for a specific corgi, which was difficult to find. I don't know what that beep boop was. It was motion detected. Probably a delayed response. Uh, or bird. Bird. I was hoping a bird was building a nest on top of our camera, but it's not. That's good. It's not. I'd like to see it flying back and forth every day. Okay. You wouldn't. Hmm. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. <laughs> Welcome to the Crown Cast. Oh, thanks. Happy to be here. <laughs> Happy to have you. Cheers. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? We are talking about season three, episode six. Are you going to try the name? You know, I practiced and practiced and then I like let the dog out and tried to look for a motorcycle ride on the map. And now I've forgotten how to say it. It's a lot more syllables than it looks like. Do they do hard C's or soft C's? Do we know? Kind of a cross. Is that the noise? Yeah. But but softer. Tiwisog? It's not even close. Tiwisig? <laughs> That's closer. Hit me. It's I I can't I can't I have I'd have to look it up again. All right. Um but that the first word is four syllables. Sog is like a sog. Okay. You split that up. Tiwisog. That sounds Native American, actually. It sounded pretty good to me. Did it? Simarach. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's close. I'd have to look it up again. It's still far and away from what I was going to try to say. So, Languages are not my forte. Sure. As I was looking at taking classes again at a college level. I'm lucky that the community college does not require foreign language. Mm. However, if I were to go on and get my bachelor's degree, I would definitely have to take a foreign language. Sure. And that just scares the shit out of me. I'm sure you could do it. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> I don't mean to disappoint you, Chris. I'm still not disappointed. Much as you keep trying. But the Welsh words that we butchered, totally butchered, means Prince of Wales. Ah, okay. I'm glad somebody looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't miss it. It was like, I typed it into how to pronounce it before I even sure. thought to think about what it actually means. Sure. But it was right there. So Prince of Wales. Prince Good. Charles is a thing. He exists now. Oh, yes. Congratulations. He's officially canon. Yeah. 
I guess we did have the episode where he went away to school. Yeah, we did. We had young Prince Charles. I had kind of forgotten about that one. But uh, so what's the name of the crown cast episode? So this was the first thing I came up with and I ended up liking it more and more through the episode. So I'm rolling with it. Season three, episode six of the crown cast. Uh huh. WYSIWYG. Didn't you use that once before? I don't think so. Okay. Checking my notes. Check your that. notes. Do it. Yeah. I Okay. I like WYSIWYG. I like that a lot. Because it sounds vaguely Welsh. It does. It sure does. It certainly looks vaguely Welsh when I wrote it down. Absolutely. Except you wouldn't pronounce it WYSIWYG. It would be pronounced Hawking on Power. Cordon Bleu or something like right. that. But then through the episode, I was I was pleasantly surprised at how well it matched, how well the the acronym WYSIWYG matched what we were getting from Prince Charles. Absolutely. So there you go. And I will say up front, I usually save this for towards the end or when it occurs, but I'll say up front, this episode really true to life. Oh, really? Absolutely. That's good to know. I'm not not saying it's a documentary by any means. Sure. But of course, I'll talk about that more throughout. But it was what you see. I was sort of curious going through this. I really enjoyed this episode. I did, too. And I was sort of curious going through it if any of it was going to be true or not. (laughs) Right. I wonder if I can take Welsh as a language at the Hagerstown Community College. (laughs) No, it would be my bachelor's degree, Chris. So it would be Chippensburg University. Oh, you're all fancy. <laughs> they have a fashion program. Okay. I don't know how well Welsh would treat me in a fashion program. But... Are you going to make raincoats? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's brilliant. You're so smart. You should get a bachelor's degree, not me. I probably should. Maybe one day. <laughs> I could do that in sarcasm. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. Cordock. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, kid. Totally TR time. Get yourself a crown to shine. Can be made of anything. Flowers from your best friend. Homemade links are heaven sent. Well, let's go. So we start this episode with uh, Charles inside the actor studio. That was kind of fun. They were they were rehearsing oh. their play. They were all doing their tongue twisters backstage. Right. I thought that was really fun. It was fun. Made me pine for my days of theater. Yes, I never had theater days. I, I, I guess looked, I, was, I was in show business, but I never had theater days. Right. I had a couple hours of theater days. I didn't have a lot of theater sure. days. I enjoyed it. It's cool. You were definitely more of a showman than I was. I turned out to be. Yeah. Oddly. Yeah. I really enjoyed performing. I'm glad. Good. We quickly find out in this episode that what we're talking about is the investiture of Prince Charles. Right. Which is apparently what it means to be installed as the Prince of Wales. Even though he had been titled the Prince of Wales 
15, they're gonna go 18, ahead and 20 years before. Plug it in and make it official. Kind of like the crowning, I guess. Yeah, sure. Because the queen was the queen before she was actually crowned the queen. Because there was no one else to queen. Yeah, all you had were those bishops that only go diagonally. You can't use the chess joke more often than every, I'm going to call it six podcasts. One in six. One in six. That's less than one per season. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. There's only 10 episodes in the season. Right. So there's 30 episodes in the past three seasons so that's five times you get to use that and that's the third time you've used it i think so a chess joke okay you've specifically used the queen joke twice well yeah i only know this because i just caught up on listening to the crown cast that joke's hilarious it is hilarious it's so funny johnson (laughs) (laughs) well let's talk about the prince of wales for a minute all right not the Prince of Wales, capital T, but small t, Prince of Wales. The last true Prince of Wales mm-hmm. was Llewellyn Ap Gruffydd. All right. Who died in 1282. Okay. King Edward I of England. Right. He was the first. Of England. Invested his son Edward as the first English Prince of Wales less than 20 years later in 1301 as a show of solidarity with the newly conquered Welsh people. Is that Edward Longshanks? Is that Edward the first? I don't know. I think that's Longshanks. I think that's the one that was in Braveheart. You may return to your embroidery. Oh, okay. Yeah, that all comes together, doesn't it? I could totally it? be wrong. I'm just guessing. We'll we'll look it up later, and I'll either put a ding sound or a okay or a sound. Okay, we'll figure it out. That's a really useful tool, by the way. It kind of is. It works really well. Anyway, this show of solidarity a didn't work. Naturally, they were still pretty pissy. And B hasn't stopped the English from using this title ever since. Well, right. <laughs> So it like much of the monarchy, it doesn't really mean anything, but it does. It means I would argue that it probably means more to the Welsh people than it does to the English people. Well, at least some of the Welsh people, probably. Right. Others, as we see in this episode, are not so interested in the Prince of Wales. Well, I mean, I think for him, it means even more. Because it's a false title. Well, right. That's what I meant. Okay. That's what I meant. Sure. Same page. Yeah. We have a lot more to say about this than I thought we would. It was a good episode. It really was. It's going to be a chatty, a chatty crown cast. No tiaras. Oh. One brooch, which I couldn't even find. And that makes me kind of sad. There was that weird pearly helmet thing that the queen wore. Yeah. And I looked up some photos and Olivia Coleman wore it much better. Hmm. So. Odd piece of clothing. I feel 
felt like it may have built us up from 19 what 69 when this took place to like the star wars era of 76 i think that was a good segue from the jackie onassis kennedy kind of hats to princess leia i don't know who you are or where you came from from now on you do as i tell you okay so out of the weird pearly helmet that liz wore we get side buns yeah okay Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? No reward is worth this. <laughs> the look on your faces. I, I mean, I can't fault the logic. I just feel like there's maybe some steps missing in between. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to bring the costuming of Tron into this discussion as well? Ooh, because... do, do we even have time for that? <laughs> Do you think we can merge with this memory bit? Yes. We're already 15 <laughs> minutes in and we've barely gotten past the first scene. <laughs> I really thought we wouldn't have much to talk about. All right. Well, let's catch up a little bit here. So um, we're investing in Prince Charles, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be a military cer- ceremony, blah, blah. PM Wilson uh, has a conference with uh, Liz. Wilson, where are you? About right. it. And uh, his idea is to actually send the boy to Wales Mm -hmm. to go to school for a term Mm -hmm. and learn Welsh and then give his little investiture speech in Welsh. Right. Because political points, because unity with Wales. Charles is an actor. He can pull this off. Because all this kind of stuff. And Liz thinks this is a good idea. Right. So... (laughs) We get a very strange scene where Liz and the entire family are all dressed to the nines, all pointing at Charles, <laughs> saying, guy. you get to go learn Welsh for a term in Wales. And he's like, uh, I'm, I'm very happy at Cambridge. But I like Cambridge. I'm very happy there. <laughs> I have a big role coming up. I'm going to play the King of England. Play in the play. <laughs> Did you look up what play that was? I didn't. I'm assuming it was... One of the Shakespeare plays, which are all about kings. I, yeah, I assumed so, too. But I didn't know which one. Didn't look it up. He does play the cello, though. Does he? For sure. That's cool. He learned um, cello and piano and one other instrument as a child, and the cello is one he stuck with. He actually played in the orchestra, um, not at Cambridge, but at Trinity. Cool. It's Cambridge Trinity, but what still else? Cambridge, but somewhere else. Sure. So, yeah, there was the Charles against the family scene, which was odd. Uh, but basically, he's he's going to Wales. Woo-hoo-hoo. Then there's a, a great little scene. Um, I marked this down as my favorite scene with uh, Princess Anne. He's in the room with her and she walks up and gives him a little kiss and then a punch in the gut. Yep. It's great. I guess Princess Anne carries on the attitude of princess margaret right the the one in every generation right yeah well, i don't know if this is a real thing or not but i'm glad that the two of them the prince charles and princess anne of the world of the show mm-hmm. seem to be pals yes and seem to uh get along and and kind of 
you know, feed off each other mm-hmm. and help each other out. You like that in every show. I, like I, that's I one do. of your things. Yeah, sure. And I think that's cool because I think it makes people better actors. It makes them more comfortable. So they're better at what they're doing. Yeah. We're always better at what we're doing when we're comfortable with it. Sure. So. So then we move on to whales. Whale. Admiral, there be whales here. And we're listening to a guy give a speech. He's sort of positioning his himself as the leader of a resistance or an anti-monarchal movement mm-hmm. anyway. And uh, he's giving this great speech in Welsh. And then the next scene is we get we find out that he's the one who gets to teach Prince Charles Welsh. And he is none too pleased. So that is Dr. Millward. Okay. The actors portraying him and his wife are both Welsh actors who speak Welsh. I mean, there was there was a lot of Welsh in this show. I imagine that there was there would, was. Have, would have needed Welsh actors to do that. I couldn't find any information on their kid, mm. but the actor who played Prince Charles does not speak Welsh, but obviously learned learned enough his to get lines by. Sure. To, well, he's to an actor it. too, so right. Well done. Yeah, I like the meta of the actor <laughs> playing the actor. So yeah, that's Doctor Millward. Okay. Yeah, so he and his wife were were not very happy about this particular idea. He did warm to it though. He kind of he kind of logicked his way through it and mm-hmm. and figured out that you know could actually be a good thing. Right. Yeah. So Prince Charles arrives in Wales. There's he's in his fancy car and mm-hmm. waving at all the People outside, half of whom are really pro- protesters and, right. and not so much supporters. Right. This this first conversation between Prince Charles and uh, Dr. Millward uh, was really great. They were kind of picking at each other. They weren't really trying to one up each other, but they were they were both sort of giving their assessment of the other. Right. And it's it turned out that neither one of them was really right about the other one. They were just sort of mm-hmm. kind of missing the mark the whole time. But it was a fun little conversation. Mm-hmm. And the, the tutor guy said, Look, I really didn't intend to joust with you. It isn't fair. You're here to learn Welsh. We get to see the language lab. We get to see his sad little dorm room. There were some really nice sweaters in the language lab. I know there weren't tiaras and brooches, but yeah, there was a... Very particular Fair Isle sweater that caught my eye. Sure. Black and white combo that was pretty gorgeous. Right. The end. This episode was really was put together really well. I enjoyed it. I felt like the the pacing was good. Mm -hmm. But this section here where he's first in his new term at this college, Mm -hmm. I couldn't really figure out the timeline because... Like, we see him get there. Right. We see him meet the professor. They go to the language lab. Mm -hmm. He goes to his dorm room. So it all feels like first day. Right. And then one of the next scenes is this fancy dinner with the faculty. Right. And they're asking him these questions, and he has no idea about what they're talking about. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, 
is this a week later? Is this a month later? Because the tutor was, the tutor tells him that, you know, we were all sort of embarrassed that you didn't know this stuff. Right. Was he supposed to know it? He's the Prince of Wales. I think they were doing that on purpose. Okay. I think that was his first or second day there because I thought it was a welcoming dinner. Right. You know, and I think they kind of did that on purpose as a way of saying, you're the Prince of Wales. You're supposed to know our country. You're supposed to know this shit, aren't you? Are you the Prince of Wales or not? Right. If you're our prince, you should know this shit. Fair. So that makes more sense. I, I just, I wasn't really sure about how all that played out. Right. Um, Cause they mentioned like he hadn't been to the library yet. Right. And I was kind of like, all right, well, this is his first day. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have homework already? Right. But I'm also not a good student, so I'm sort of <laughs> more on his side <laughs> with this one. Well, and if they're educators, that's probably one of the first things they would do when they went to a new school mm. is scope the library. Right. Check it out. See, in this case, what language most of the books are even written in. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Because the heart of a college is the library. Especially then before the Internet, that's where all your knowledge is coming from. So sure. It's where you do all your learning. Outside of the classroom. So, yeah, Charles is uh, is much more interested in acting than learning Welsh so far. I mean, learning Welsh is kind of acting in this case, I think. He was only there for eight weeks, okay. eight or nine. Sources vary. So I don't know how much of a language you can learn in eight or nine weeks. Right learn it i mean it, it it sort of seemed like he learned the speech and really that was all right which was the purpose of him being there so right. success right um after the dinner where dr millward tells him that we were all kind of embarrassed that he didn't know the the welsh stuff right like he gets a pretty a pretty solid talking to mm -hmm. and charles goes off and hits the library yep does some reading, does some research. And then he came back with a whole book report on, on what he had learned. On the Prince of Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to that, when he was talking to the, the tutor guy, he was giving him all the tongue twisters that he was interested in. Like, right. He was just, he, he wasn't taking anything seriously really at that point. Right. Up to that point, I guess. And I also read that he was very, very chatty, especially at first. Yeah. At at school. Okay. In Wales. So that ties in with that. But yeah, he showed up and he didn't even know the history of his title. Right. You know? Yeah. And that is kind of lame. Right. I think that takes us really into the next scene because after that, Charles has really started learning about this stuff. Mm -hmm. I guess it's the weekend and Dr. Millward asks if, if he had plans or whatever. And Charles was like, no, I'm just going to go back to the dorm. Mm -hmm. So the doctor takes him home to meet the family. Surprise. Have a meal. And the wife had such great insight because she was like, did you see him looking at us take 
our kid to bed. Right. He's never seen that. Yeah. He's never seen a simple family life at home. Yeah. Making dinner, playing with the kid, taking the kid to bed. Right. And I was just, I, I was really impressed at that insight because it, it hadn't occurred to me at that point that Charles has been a product of the, the monarchy. Like mm-hmm. he only knows tutors and nannies, nannies and formal ceremonies and every need catered to his mm-hmm. whole life. That's probably why he's so close to his sister because they live in the same world. Right. And they really can only trust each other. That's a good point. They both know that they're on the same side. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really neat. Yeah. And this scene was, this is really the heart of the episode, this particular scene. Yes. Where, you know, Charles is getting to see simple family life. Mm-hmm. And this is something we come back to, I think, over and over again in this series. They see him as human. Yeah. Yeah, and vice they versa. see him as a person now, and, and and he sees their situation. He he understands the Welsh perspective at least of this family to a degree to this family, right? One of the things that Charles brought up in their home was, "Is that how you met?" Mm. Protesting, right? And the story that Millward told about the. Reservoir being flooded and the mm, oh, town right. being yeah, flooded. Yeah. Of course, all of that is 100% true. And that was actually the big reawakening of Welsh protest of that era. Okay. So the English conquered in 1301-ish. Right. 1300 or so. There was a flare up in the 1500s as Welsh support for Henry Tudor, who was a Welshman, actually, even though he's an English Tudor, in his quest for the English throne. And then nationalism didn't flare up again until the 50s and 60s. Hmm. And it was because of that. I think it was just a growing thing. And then the flooding of that town to provide water for England, drinking, drinking water, water for, for England yeah. um, was the, was a huge catalyst. Yeah. And, and there were protests and anti investiture rallies. Right. And so there was a lot going on while Charles was there. And I would say that just him being there was probably a big upsurge in and protests and anti-monarchism and right. and stuff like that. Yeah. So now this professor and his wife have this guy in their house. Yeah. And he's a leader in the nationalist community. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's hardcore. It is, and it's also a really it's a really human story to see sort of both sides of the argument just kind of come together. Right. And not worry about what the argument's about and just enjoy each other's, you know, company as people. Right. It's a level of open-mindedness that I I wish we had more of. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult, I think, as Americans to really put that in place, though, because it's not like Charles is 
a Nazi or a racist or someone who believes certain things that are very obviously wrong. Right. The level of stupidity is incredible. He was born in this position. Mm -hmm. He was named the Prince of Wales before he was old enough to even understand that there was a life outside of Buckingham Palace. So how much of that is his fault? Well, and that that brings me back to like the current princes and watching them, you know, what's his name, stepping away from Mm -hmm. his role as prince. Right. Because he's not interested. He doesn't want to participate. Right. It's good to see. Love it. Charles at this age start to to think for himself and mm-hmm. i mean obviously he's been thinking for himself his whole life but now that he's sort of a public figure like for reals right he is deciding that he doesn't want to just be a mouthpiece mm-hmm. for the monarchy right for the crown he wants to speak his own mind he wants to to have his own voice right and that's good to see and if his voice is for wales then fuck yeah prince of wales yeah. Do it. Good stuff. Yeah. So then Charlie comes away from this this dinner mm-hmm. and decides that he does want to, you know, write these other thoughts down. Right. And he asks the professor to go ahead and translate it for him. I mean, we're we're sort of getting down to the to the end here. Millward agrees he's gonna translate the speech. They talk a little bit back and forth about, you know, what did you think of it? You know, and and he said the professor said it's it's not my place really to judge. Right. Like, I'm here to help you learn. Right. I'm here to help translate. Beyond that, this is this is your choice. Mm-hmm. And he was invited to the ceremony. Right. And declined. He was actually invited to Prince Charles's first wedding, and he declined that invitation really? as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know if other representatives of Wales Mm -hmm. attended Charles and Diana's wedding. I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah. So then Tywin Lannister walks in and he is so sparkly. Oh, my God. He was jangling. He was jangling. You could hear him walking. Like, how could he even stand erect with all that gonna say, like his metal jacket, on his chest? His jacket must have been seriously heavy. Yeah. At least in a coat of armor, you have armor on the back to balance you out some. Oh. Maybe there's some sort of internal truss system that, <laughs> that he gets to wear. <laughs> Need to put on my metal underwear. So this is the this is the day of the investiture. Mm-hmm. The um, there's a lot of dramatic music, and everyone is sort of will they or won't they? You know, Charles has got his little speech, and then he's got his other little speech that he wants to give. Right. And so we're kind of building the tension up in the scene to the to the actual show. And I want to say that as always, the crown show. A hundred percent nailed it on atmosphere mm. and recreating scenes from existing videotape. 
to Costuming. the letter. I'm assuming it was filmed at the castle in Wales. Okay. It, as opposed to doing it CGI, like it was exactly sure. the same castle. So I, well, I imagine they probably popped over there to well, do that. We can check it in post. There's a scene where the the parade is going mm-hmm. down the street towards the castle. It looks exactly the same as in the video footage. I showed you a screenshot yes. of the Queen Mom and Princess Anne. And not only were their costumes exactly the same as the real outfits, but the actors mm-hmm. even right. looked the same like prince exactly charles same. was so well cast like he looks just Anne. they a hundred percent absolutely could be that, that person's double absolutely like. and i think about this actor and like all the time he's growing up and people are probably picking fun of him because he looks like prince charles and he's like you will rue the day <laughs> and he gets this gig and it's just like i've been doing this all of my life I have been preparing for this role and and he does a bang up job at it yeah but I just think it's great how they everything is absolutely recreated so the queen mom's hat pristinely I was just like oh that hat and then you showed well you know it's gotta be real it's great they're not gonna make that shit up how can you big green plumes surrounding her head so then we get to the actual ceremony. It's all very stiff and boring. Dear Lord, there's a scepter and there's a crown and there's a cape and there's a fucking ring and Jesus fucking Christ. Even like even the fucking kiss between mom and son. I was just like, oh, my God, that's so painful. Ugh, it was awful. It was so bad. But then he gets to give his speech. Yes. The note that I made was Welsh sounds like Elvish. Absolutely. I think that's probably Mm -hmm. done on purpose. Yes. The Welsh. The Elvish. Oh. I wonder if I can take Elvish as my foreign language. I wonder if it requires Klingon. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck (laughs) off. So he gives a speech, he gets through the the imperial portion, and then he almost doesn't read his. Mm-hmm. He gets a little nod and a wink from Anne, and then he does read his. And it's very, it's very deferential, it's very respectful right. to Wales. Um I was glad. I was glad to see that. Sure. And if you're saying that was all true, then I'm super glad oh, to yeah. see it. Yeah, it totally is. I, I don't know how much it actually did. Well, in terms of politics, I but, I don't really care that much. But in terms of the story they put on screen today, mm-hmm. but watching Charles be influenced by his Welsh surroundings mm-hmm. and see him learn about some of its history and have meaningful interactions with the professor and at the college. Like it was, it was really nice to see. It's a very human story. Right. So whether or not it actually did anything in the real world, 
you know, who cares? The story was nice. The story is nice. I still think the whole monarchy business is is such nonsense. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a touching farewell between Prince Charles Mm -hmm. and the doctor. That was really cool. That was good. You know, he's Prince Charles is on his way to a to a tour around the rest of the country. A four day tour. And just wanted to he brought him over a little gift. Say goodbye to the kid. Right. Yeah, that was all really nice. That was cool. And he finally gets to go home and see his mummy. This was harsh. Yeah. This was real harsh. Yeah. Why? Because I have a beating heart. A character. A mind and a will of my own. I am not just a symbol. I can lead not just by wearing a uniform or by cutting a ribbon, but by showing people who I am. Mommy, I have a voice. Let me let you into a secret. No one wants to hear it. Yeah, they've really been setting up the Queen in the past couple of episodes to just be a complete hard ass. Really, really. And just unemotional. And it's not necessary to thank people for doing their job. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which... You can't see my eyes rolling, but that's one of the biggest problems I have with corporate America. Oh, sure. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of rage about about statements like that. Right. But yeah, they're really setting the tone. And I wonder if we're going to start seeing fewer stories about Queen Elizabeth and more stories about Wilson and Charles mm-hmm. and Anne. And I know Princess Diana shows up in this season. I'm pretty sure oh, it really? might not be till next season. Okay. I would think next season, maybe. Okay. With some, the passage of some time, but. Okay. Well, time is, guess, they're, yeah, no, they're I know. pushing time a little bit here already. Right. So I'm, I'm curious though. I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see where they go with that because I think you're right. There's a point where we do in, in the real world, we do start seeing more and more of Prince Charles and wondering about what he's going to be doing when he becomes king. Exactly. And, and that sort of business. Exactly. Charles in charge of our days and our nights. Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights. And I see I want Because by now the queen's just kind of like, she's doing her thing. She's right doing her little ruler thing and... And not making a stand on anything. Sure. So there's no story to tell. Right, exactly. If you're acting neutral about everything, you know, she was telling Charles, don't say anything. Right. Because when you say something, then you're taking a stand in one direction yeah. or another. Then you and that's not what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. And that's boring television. It really is. <laughs> so. <laughs> and with the things she said to him, like... I sort of want Claire Foy back at this point. Spunky, spunky era, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. But um, 
very harsh, very sad. She kind of, she called, she told him that nobody really wants to hear his voice. So he's just gone on out of his way to go find his voice. And then she's like, yeah, you can just stop that right now. And because they told him to, they're like, go do this thing. And he's like, I don't want to do this thing. Right. Fine. Fine. I have to do this thing now. Oh, this thing might actually be enlightening and beneficial to me. Mom, look how cool this thing was. I don't care. Right. No one cares. You did your thing. It, it's almost like these stories are what happens in real life, except blown up to a million times, you know, the scale. Right. Because it's it has to do with the monarchy. Right. You know, and everything is just completely out of proportion. Like everybody's kids grow up and learn their own voice and figure out what they want to do with their lives. Mm -hmm. But inevitably it takes them away from their parents. Right. You know, that's yeah, that's part of growing up. Right. So then we end on the play. He's back at Cambridge. Oh, yeah. They're doing their little play. He's wearing a little crown and giving his little speech. Mm hmm. I don't know what play it is, but we could have looked it up. I don't I'm sure it was. I don't know what it was. I don't sure. care. Little does that kid know that he's going to be like 80 years old before his mom dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's going to be king for very long. It'll be interesting to see what really happens. Yeah. And I don't mean he's not going to be king for very long because he's going to die. I There was a point where I thought he would just skip me. Give up the throne. Yeah. And pass it on to William. But I'm not so sure about that. I remember no. thinking that he had done that already, but I, I never really paid much attention. I don't think you can actually do it until the time comes. Okay. Until you're actually there right and they don't talk about anything no it's very tight-lipped right right like they haven't even talked about what charles's king name will be i'm sure he knows what he thinks it will be what he'll want to use as his king name right but they don't talk about that stuff at all yeah there don't seem to be a lot of loose lips in the castle, uh, those, in the palace. They seem to get squashed yeah. pretty regularly. Yeah. So fast forward to now. Okay. Charles and Camilla do own a home in Wales. Okay. They spend one week there every summer. And people who live in the area take care of it oh. while they're gone. They employ a certain number of the population of that town and and that's it. Okay. Charles' relationship with Wales was stronger for a couple of years after the investiture. Mm -hmm. But that waned pretty quickly. Okay. And now they're kind of just like the they're the stepchild again. Yeah, well. That no one really pays attention to. Except for that one week every summer. Right. So what'd you think about this episode? I liked it. Yeah. It's another episode where I think I liked it more after we started talking about it. Okay. 
than when I was watching it. It was a good episode. It was fine. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I was pretty enthralled through the whole thing. I loved hearing the Welsh being spoken. Sure. I really yeah, enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. The song at the end, the Welsh song at the end is about Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily a protest song. I feel like it was written before this era of protest, before the 60s era of protests. But it definitely is a song making fun of I was going to say, I, I think there was some irony yeah. happening in that song. Absolutely. It's about a guy who goes to meet his prince and he's not available. Sure. He's playing polo. Right. Which kind of sums up the episode. I was going to say, that, that'll happen. So I'm trying to think about what my favorite scene was. I mean, for me, I it, don't really have anything. The that little scene before Charlie leaves the palace mm-hmm. and gives him a little smooch on the cheek and right. then a punch in the gut. I just I found that really funny. I did enjoy the phone conversation that the phone Charles conversation and Anne had nice. when yes. he was in school. Right. And I think they did a good job between that and the scene just before that when he went to his neighbor in the dorm. Oh right. Because his hippie music was too loud right? and Charles knocked on the door and the guy slammed it in his face. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a really good job of expressing the era in which we now are in the show. Right. Anne and her bell bottoms and exactly. her yeah. tie dye t-shirt. I, the bell bottoms. I also really liked the, the scene with the family in, in Wales, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the little family dinner. Yeah. Uh, and the the fucking sixties decor in that house was wow, awesome. yeah, so cool. Yeah, that was strong. What else? I don't have anything else. Did we have questions from last week? Yeah, I didn't answer them. No, I guess they'll go for next week. Do we have questions for this week? Oh, no. I guess questions for this week are: What foreign language should Sharon take if she decides to? Move mm. forward and get a bachelor's degree. I'd say Elvish. I don't know if Shippensburg University is going to teach Elvish. Mm. I'll look into it. I kind of feel like my choices are going to be the same as when I was in high school in Kingwood, West Virginia. <laughs> Spanish and French. And Spanish or French. Or if, you're French. Lu- if you're lucky, you might get Italian or German. Or French. I don't even know if we had Spanish. I think we just had French. Really? Maybe. Well, Spanish and French were available in my high school. I thought there might have been Italian or German, but I don't really know. German would be a good language for me to learn. Do you want to visit Wales one day? Sure. Why not? And that might have been some of my favorite part was when he was driving. Yeah, just the scenery. To Wales. Just, you know how I like the scenery. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of that was kind of mind-blowing. I would like to visit anywhere. I know. As soon as the EU will let us back in, I think we should go visit. Just say maybe another country will allow us to visit again one day. I miss traveling, Chris. Yeah, I know. I miss having our friends for their summer vacation. Well, I'm hoping we can entice them for next summer. Yeah. Hope so too. It's 
still hot as fuck here. That's true. We have air conditioning. That's true, too. Alright. Well, that's that, then. Thanks for listening to the Crowncast. Thanks for being our fans. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for being Jenny Parrot and writing us an awesome theme song. And God save the Queen. God save the Queen. Totally TR time. The podcast where the stars align. Reigning Queen is Emery. King Chris got that royal sound. When he's discussing the crown. Grab your scepter and around. It's TR time. It's TR time. It's TR Ready? No, these are not my notes. You should get your notes. Whose notes are they? Alexa. Is Edward the first Edward Longshanks? Sorry, I'm all the way in the other room and I'm busy not caring. Jerk. Except that one summer a week. <sighs> Excuse me. Except for that one summer a year. Ah. Nice peaks. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> You should um, see my valleys. Well, <laughs> that's all we have time for. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you. <laughs>